The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Welcome to Success Happens. This is Jen, and it is another fascinating week. As uh, the time ticks by, uh, more and more things are happening around this vaccine, and oh, lo and behold, there's a, quote, variant. I, I thought, you know what, we have to wrap our head around, really, the reality of things and sort the, the myth or the fear-mongering from reality. And I thought, who better to get on with me than Dr. Jeff Barkey, one of America's frontline doctors located in Southern California, and he's been a guest many times here. And welcome back to Success Happens, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to check in with you and really get the reality of what is rather than people's interpretation. So oftentimes it's people who are non-medical who are trying to, understand or portray what really is going on. Thanks for the important work that you're doing with America's Frontline Doctors. And everybody, you can use them as a resource online for many things, and Jeff will share that as we go. Okay, so Jeff, first of all, let's talk about the youth and the impact of these vaccines, in air quotes, uh, that have been uh, developed to work alongside or, or mitigate, if you will, covid you know, when we look at the 0.003 death rate of the COVID, one of the things that has come out is that had they have allowed for the hydroxychloroquine as a treatment and ivermectin, which you've shared many times here, they may never have required the vaccine and certainly wouldn't have gone to coercion and mandating it. So could you speak to first, before we go to the students, the overall theory, if you will, about the vaccine requirement as opposed to just using the treatments that you knew work that were being blocked? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great question. Let's see if we can simplify it. So imagine that uh, I'm a pharmaceutical company. I came out and I come up with a new product that will treat strep throat. We're all familiar with that. Get a sore throat, go to the doctor, they swab your throat, you have strep throat. There's a whole array of antibiotics that can treat it uh, effectively. So now I go to the FDA and I say, I've got a new treatment for strep throat, and I want you to authorize this on an emergency basis because I think it's so important. The FDA would say, well, wait a minute. We already have treatments for strep throat, so there is no indication for an emergency use authorization. You need to go through the usual process of lengthy studies and analysis of safety before we will approve your product because we already have treatments, so there's no reason for emergency use. So if the word got out and the FDA properly evaluated the science, of hydroxychloroquine and later ivermectin and even other repurposed medications, they would have, they could have only concluded that we have treatment for COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus, and therefore there isn't some urgency to bring forward a vaccination. So many of us believe that this was always about the vaccination and the reason why the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine was suppressed and misled the public 
by several publications, remember that The Lancet and the New England Journal of Medicine came out with disparaging so-called scientific reports talking about the danger of hydroxychloroquine. And for the first time in my career, within hours of each other, both those needed to be retracted because they were discovered to be bogus reports with invalid science in both those reports. Never seen that before. So if it was correctly assessed that we have treatment for SARS-CoV-2, there would have been no need for an emergency use authorization for the vaccines. And that's the case now. All the vaccines, the three being used in the United States, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, are all being used under emergency use authorization. And as you know, we're seeing now colleges and workplaces and so forth mandating that workers must get these vaccinations. And most disturbing to me is they're coming after our children. So um, in the fall now, we're, we're hearing more and more colleges and even K-12 schools that are saying, we want the children to be vaccinated before they return to school, not to mention the mandates now that came out in California about masking our children, which has no science behind it whatsoever and, in fact, can harm children. So that's sort of the overview of the idea of emergency use authorization, how it came about, and why many of us believe it should never have happened. Okay, so one of the things I'm going to share with everybody after our interview is a pre-taped interview I did with Zach Voorhees. And for those of you who don't know who Zach Voorhees is, he's the whistleblower who worked for Google. I had the pleasure of meeting him and interviewing him at CPAC last weekend. And he talks about the suppression of information by Google to prevent the public from being told the truth. That includes... Things like hydroxychloroquine is a viable solution and treatment for COVID. I'm going to share that after this interview, so everybody stay tuned for that. When we look back at the access to information, I think it's criminal. I think that this reluctance or intentional misuse and abuse of information is criminal. But when we go back to this, I want to talk about the current data then. How many people have died from COVID? And and I think that that number needs to be tempered with. They combined the data for many, many other things that were not COVID and just lumped them in there so that they drove the fear factor. So, again, this is a manipulation of information driving fear. And the reason why I'm saying all this is currently our Governor Hogan has now created lotteries. He is coercing the public and perhaps institutions don't know that for sure, but I would imagine that the University of Maryland as a public university system funded by the state of Maryland may have some influence coming their way as it relates to their budget requests (laughs) if they don't comply. So that's the way government rolls, but we'll see. We'll find out. There's some FOIA requests that are going to be submitted, but the bottom line is, The University of Maryland now has a lawsuit with Jennifer Lester as the attorney on record about staff and students being required to take this vaccine. So they're driving public opinion, they're driving fear, and they're driving a particular direction medically away from what was a viable solution that kept people alive. It's a big 
hot mess. So, doctor, can you share with everybody the current reality on COVID vaccines, the VAERS report? I just want people to get entrenched in the data because the data tells a story. Well, absolutely. And, and first of all, your corrupt governor has got nothing on our soon-to-be-recalled Governor Newsom here in California. And it's ridiculous some of the things that are happening around the country uh, with these governors that are ruling like uh, tyrants. VAERS stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, V-A-E-R-S. The system came about in the mid-1980s when um, laws were passed making all pharmaceutical companies, all vaccine companies rather, immune from liability for the products that they produce. The compromise was that the FDA and the CDC would create this website called VAERS. This is run by government, FDA and CDC, to report on adverse reactions and injuries from the vaccines. And there was supposed to be a biannual report to Congress, never happened, about the safety of the vaccines. Um, but the VAERS website uh, remains. And um, it's really difficult if you just type in VAERS website and to go there and try to search the data, I think purposefully so. But there are a lot of people that are good at this and sort the data and then present it. One of those is Children's Health Defense. Uh, that's a, uh, an organization run by Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., I'm proud to be on his board in uh, in California. So the latest data from the VAERS site dated July 2nd, 2021. I think every Friday they come out and update the data. There's been over 9,000 deaths associated with the COVID-19 vaccine. Over 9,000 deaths. Now, a lot of people look at the data and say, well, it's self-reporting. It's not accurate. It was never designed to be uh, causation. It's only correlation. And fair enough. But keep in mind, this is run not by some random people. This is run by the FDA and the CDC. So if we compare apples to apples, let's compare the data from all the other vaccines being reported to this system versus COVID vaccine that's only been around for, what, six or eight months now, reported to the same system. And if you look at every other vaccine, there's like 70 of them, reported over the last 15 years, the COVID-19 reports of deaths far outweigh every other vaccine reported over the last 15 years. So there's something going on here that's not being reported to the American people with over 9,000 reported deaths. And there was, a, there was a study out of Harvard oh, about 10 years ago looking at the VAERS data, and the conclusion was only about 1% of all vaccine injuries are even reported to the VAERS system. So if you do the math, this 9,000 reported, if that represents only 1% of the data, the numbers are far higher. And then it goes on to say, you know, emergency room visits, um, over 56,000 reported uh, occurrences as a result of COVID-19. Hospitalizations, 26,000. And on and on and on, life-threatening reactions, over 7,000. So you can look at this data and realize there is clearly a problem. Now, before I get accused of being anti-vax, I am not. I'm fully vaccinated, not the COVID vax, but all the other routine stuff through the careers of going to medical school. My kids are vaccinated. I am not anti-vax, but I am for 
consent for all medical procedures, including vaccinations, and for transparency. The public should be aware, and each individual that goes and decides to get this vaccine should know the data. They should know what the risks are. They should know what the benefits are. They should make an individual decision. And under no circumstances ever should a government agency mandate or even promote and encourage the use of a medical procedure. We've never seen this happen before. In California, and this is happening all over the country, we now have blue shirt people walking door to door. Friend of friend of mine reported this happened to him. He lives in Long Beach. Two people came, knocked on their door, blue shirts with the vaccine logo on it and pamphlets in hand, asking about his vaccine status and then handing out pamphlets of where to go to get the vaccine. These are not medical professionals. They're not scientists. They're random people that have been hired to promote and push the vaccine industry's product. Again, I would love this business model, immune from all liability, and the government mandates that the customer must purchase my product. Talk about crony capitalism and conflict of interest. It's disgusting. And the agency that is supposed to oversee the vaccine industry that is chartered to do just that, the FDA, is funded by, yep, pharmaceutical companies and vaccine companies. Okay, hold on. i got to wrap my head around what you just said. They're supposed to be policing themselves? WTH. Yeah, that's right. So the FDA is supposed to oversee pharmaceutical and vaccine companies, and they're funded by the industry that they're supposed to oversee. Never used to be this way, by the way. It used to be 100% taxpayer dollars would fund these organizations, and they were supposed to have the back of the American people. But over time, industry and lobbyists and unions creeped in, and now about 50% of the funding of the FDA and CDC comes from industry. And if that's not an example of crony capitalism and corruption, I don't know what is. So 50% comes from pharmaceuticals. Where does the other 50% come from? Oh, you know, your, yours and my uh, taxpayer money. You okay, know, got it. Friends. So we, we only have half a say. What about HIPAA? How does HIPAA play into this? Uh, HIPAA is a law that was passed that has to do with medical uh, privacy, Health Information Privacy Act. Basically, it says that as a physician, I am not allowed to share your health information with anybody without your permission. I can't even use standardized emails to say, hey, your uh, cholesterol test came back and it's so-and-so without your permission. So any data that I send to you has to be encrypted. Now, if you come and knock on somebody's door, you as a customer, you as a patient, voluntarily releasing your information to somebody else, that's not a violation of HIPAA. But it certainly is a violation if a physician, a pharmacist, um, or anybody else that is supposed to maintain your confidential information, if they share that with others, that would be a violation of HIPAA. So blue shirt comes to the door, knock, knock, knock. They ask me, you know, am I vaccinated? I say yes or no. And they take that information and share it. Are they violating HIPAA? Uh, they're, they're only violating HIPAA if you tell them not to share it. So I personally, somebody comes to my door, I'm not answering it. And if they ask about my vaccination status, I say, uh, thank you, but have a nice day. I'm not sharing my medical information with you. Now, I don't know what they're doing with this data, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're creating a database to, to identify
identify those that have not been vaccinated um, so they can come back after you later. But it's a scary thought that a government worker is coming to the door and doing the bidding of a vaccine company uh, who's profiting enormously. I mean, think about this. It, it doesn't cost anything to run over to CVS or your whatever uh, um, uh, pharmacy to get a vaccine, right? It doesn't cost anything. Well, who's paying for the, for the vaccine? And what are we paying for the vaccine? I mean, we've all heard stories about the military buying a $10,000 toaster or something, right? We don't know what the cost of the vaccine is, but it's my taxpayer and your taxpayer money that's paying for this. The government provided funding for the research. They're purchasing all these vaccines. I don't know if it's five bucks a vaccine or a thousand dollars a vaccine. Nobody knows. But the government is doing the bidding of uh, vaccine companies and they're promoting the product. And most disturbing to me is they're coming after our children and they're pressuring moms and dads to get the kids vaccinated when there is absolutely no science behind that move. As a matter of fact, just the opposite. The risk of the vaccine outweighs the benefit in a young person. And by vaccinating a child against an illness that they are not even at risk of, we prevent them from being able to develop natural immunity, which is broad-based and long-lasting. And we set them up for the side effects, which are potentially dangerous, of the vaccine, and then the need to get boosters. We've already heard from the CEO of Pfizer, who has applied now to allow for a third booster shot and has come out and said this will likely be a shot that we need annually, kind of like a flu shot, to keep our immunity up. So we're preventing kids from, ke- from getting natural immunity, which is far more powerful than synthetic vaccine immunity, and we're setting them up for potentially life-threatening side effects from this vaccine and long-term consequences that we just don't know. Will it cause infertility in young women that get this vaccine? We don't know. Will it cause a drop in, uh, in sperm count in men later on in life because they get this vaccine? We just simply don't know. Listen, everybody, this is important information. Please share it by going to WFMD.com backslash success happens and share this information to your family and friends and network. They need to know the truth. And I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. Dianovich and Associates and KW Photography and Design. And we'll be right back. Are you ready to lighten up? Tighten up. Shed and shred with plant-based protein. Antioxidant fruits, organic greens and veggies, plus gut health. For a fraction of the cost, you are already spending. This super 30-day program may support you to build muscle, burn fat, reset metabolism, lift brain fog, increase productivity, break addictions, nourish, detoxify, and cleanse. Are you ready to look and feel your best? Replace 60 organic meals for only $11 a day with live, organic, non-GMO superfood nutrition delivered right to your door. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to superfoodswithjen.com. A picture's worth a thousand words. Capture your wedding memories in stunning photography by Kara Wynn at KW Photography Design in a price you can afford. Here's what a bride had to say. 
Working with Kara for our wedding was easy and the pictures are phenomenal. I'm so glad we chose KW Photography Design. Call Kara at 240-344-3224 or visit kwphotographydesign.com. Making your memories last a lifetime. Join us on Restaurant Row Creekside. Enjoy great restaurants including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty offering unique tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Speedy's on the Creek for yummy fresh made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats and plush toys. The Carroll Creek parking deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Dr. Jeff Barkey, one of America's frontline doctors. And, Jeff, I really appreciate you facilitating this information to people who can't necessarily find it on Google. They can't find it online because the information is being suppressed. I want to go back to what we talked about with the notion of the vaccines and we don't know what the long-term effects of it are, but there's something that is, I'm going to call it mishigash, that they say that if you've had it, you have the antibodies, so you shouldn't need the vaccine. The other thing I want to talk about is this notion of herd immunity. They're trying to get us to 70%, pushing everybody to have it. So how do we reconcile, one, if you've had it, you shouldn't need the vaccine, and two, this idea of herd immunity? Yeah, absolutely, Jen. So, you know, the idea that if you've had the virus and you've recovered from the illness that you shouldn't get vaccinated is common sense in science. We've known about this forever. We've practiced this forever. So, for example, when I was a little kid, I got chickenpox, the real illness. My mom took my brother and I down the street to a kid's house that had chickenpox, exposed us, and uh, we spent a week home and scratch and itch a little bit and recover just fine. And now I have lifelong immunity to chickenpox. No one would ever suggest now, after recovering from that viral illness that's relatively benign in a young child, that I should now be vaccinated against chickenpox. But that's exactly what we're saying with the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And it doesn't make any sense scientifically, but it does make sense looking through the lens of a vaccine company that wants to maximize profits. And that's what's happening. It's lazy science. There's no reason by why anybody who has recovered from COVID should get vaccinated. We believe that they will have long lasting and broad based immunity. And it doesn't make sense to subject them to the real and potential dangerous side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine when they actually do not need it. But it would take a lot more work to say, if we think that you've had COVID, we should check antibodies first before you get vaccinated. It would be an added burden, an added expense, and a delay in vaccinating people. And the 
pharmaceutical companies, the vaccine companies, do not want to do that. And the FDA that I believe has a conflict of interest, the National Institute of Health, which owns partial patents for these COVID-19 vaccines, have a conflict of interest in making this recommendation that, that recovered patients should get the vaccination. Oh, hold the on. Vac- I, want to, I want to break in there. Tell us about why it's important to connect that they are on the patents. What is the relevance either in terms of cost, personal or professional benefit? Can you talk about that? Because well, we know that Fauci is on some of these va- vaccine uh, patents, as is Bill Gates. So they have personal or- benefit, don't they? Yeah, his organization is for sure. It's a conflict of interest. So imagine you come into my office and I'm going to treat you for some infection that you have and I'm going to prescribe a medication that I'm going to profit from. You would look at that very with great suspect as you should. As a matter of fact, in medicine, I'm not allowed to refer you to an organization that I profit from without fully disclosing that. There are laws against that. But yet that's exactly what the government is doing. They are pushing a vaccine that Fauci and company, the National Institutes of Health, and these vaccine companies are profiting from enormously. And most disturbing to me is anybody that has a differing of opinion that shares a similar opinion as I do, they are not just silenced, but they are outright banned from all platforms of getting the word out. America's frontline doctors, we held a medical summit in Washington, D.C., where we had experts from various fields give lectures about this and other aspects. My lecture was specifically on the children because I started and run a charter school here locally, and I have education experience as an elected school board member. But others gave information about masking, about the vaccine, about hydroxychloroquine, and so forth. And we got over million hits on social media, and we were outright banned. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, shut us down full stop. And that medical censorship, the cancel culture, if you disagree with Big Pharma, the FDA, and media outlets, is dangerous to all Americans. I want to deal with something, because I've heard that the American Medical Association is attacking you guys. I'm going to wrap us back around after the break, and I want to ask you about how the American Medical Association is singling out and attacking professionals like yourself who are qualified to be giving advice and sh- and shutting you down, because I think that's going on, and we need to call them out on that. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WF. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Dr. Jeff Barkey, who is an American hero in the medical profession, along with his colleagues at America's Frontline Doctors. And, Jeff, I wanted to ask you about the American Medical Association. They take a pretty heavy hand when anybody doesn't fall in line with their beliefs or mandates. You must comply. What are your thoughts about that? Well, the the AMA represents only a small percentage of physicians. They believe, they, the AMA, that they are the voice of physicians, but they are not. Only about 20% of physicians in the United States are members of the AMA, and I proudly am not a member of the AMA. The AMA has gone full woke, 
So just recently they released a, and I'm quoting, strategic plan to embed racial justice and advance health equity over the next three years. So they don't represent many of us. They are not the voice of physicians, uh, but they are basically arguing right lockstep with the vaccine industry and big pharma and uh, and the so-called healthcare industrial complex uh, about the vaccine. And so they don't represent me. Uh, and uh, I hope many other physicians will drop out of their otherwise reflexive membership in the AMA and and discount them and distance them from being any voice of physicians other than the voice of physicians on the far left. It sounds like to me they've become a propaganda arm, perhaps for the pharmaceutical companies, under the guise of representing you all. And I think the American public need to know the EMA data. I love that you just shared that. That's awesome. Somebody said to me, because I said 9,000 deaths, that's about 1,000 a month on average, maybe a little bit more which is off the charts compared to all the other vaccines combined. And you said it's only 1%, just recapping what we heard here, 1% reporting. That means that it's exponential, and we don't know the full impact of this forcing of a drug with unknown consequences over the decades to come. But I want to deal with, somebody said, well, but... So many more people have received this vaccine, so of course those numbers are higher. Would you like to deal with that? Sure. So it's true that we have fear-mongered to the point uh, that millions of people have signed up, not just in the United States and around the world. So, of course, more people get vaccinated, more reports to the VARA system. But keep in mind, remember back during the swine flu days, where we were told swine flu was going to be the next pandemic and it was going to kill millions of people. So we had to get a vaccine to market right away, and we did. And we vaccinated close to, uh, I think it was 20 million people in the United States. And there were 25 deaths and numerous reports of Guillain-Barre syndrome, neurologic condition of paralysis, which, by the way, the FDA just put that warning on the, on the, uh, on the vaccines. Uh, on the J&J vaccine for increased risk of Guillain-Barre syndrome. How quickly do people start to see some of these uh, symptoms with Guillain-Barre, for example? So usually within the first couple of weeks. Um, we're, not sure what the, we're not sure what the mechanism is, but it's potentially a permanent life-altering uh, reaction, this Guillain-Barre, which, which is a paralytic illness. Um, not unusual with this virus and other and other viruses can cause the same, as well as other vaccinations against viral illnesses. So after 25 deaths and a whole bunch of Guillain-Barre reported symptoms, this was with the swine flu, the government said, oh, goodness, did we make a mistake? And they immediately pulled the vaccine from the market. Turns out there was never a swine flu pandemic. It, we were fear-mongered into believing there would be, but there wasn't. So... Now we have this vaccine coming to the market. And remember, Frederick Hayek told us, Frederick Hayek is the Nobel Prize winner in 74. He wrote the book, The Road to Serfdom. He said the following, quote, emergencies have always been the pretext on which the safeguards of individual liberty have eroded. And we are seeing exactly that. We make up an emergency, we propagandize it, and we remove individual liberties. 
We mandate vaccines. We mandate masks. We shut down, arbitrarily shut down businesses. Uh, and we have devastated the economy and the world under the guise of an emergency that need not be how we have had we allowed reasonable voices like America's frontline doctors and others to promote the idea of early treatment with repurposed medications that even today, despite having overwhelming evidence of efficacy of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine and other medications, I have difficulty prescribing it. I call the pharmacy to prescribe ivermectin. My, my prescription is challenged. CVS Pharmacy refuses to dispense this inexpensive, generic, safe medication for COVID. And often I have to go through a mom and pop pharmacy, not the major brands, to get these products out there. It's very unfortunate. Uh, these companies are complicit with unnecessary deaths. Kaiser refuses to allow their physicians to prescribe hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin uh, for treatment or prophylaxis for COVID. They are complicit in unnecessary deaths as well. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough out of, um, out of Texas believes that up to 80% of the deaths would have been prevented had we been allowed to aggressively use these repurposed medications for the early treatment. It's a, it's a crime. It really is. I've treated hundreds and hundreds of COVID patients. I have not had a single patient die, uh, only a handful that have been hospitalized. Early treatment works. I'm not anti-vax, but the public needs to know the truth about the safety and the risks of these vaccinations and then make an informed decision as to whether or not they want to get one. America's Frontline Doctors has organized a group of about 500 physicians nationwide there's a link on AFLDS website. There's also a link, same link on my website, Rx for Liberty under COVID treatment. I think they charge $90 to do a telemedicine visit where they can get you ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine based on uh, your situation, either for prevention or for treatment. It's estimated that about 25% of all COVID cases in the United States have been treated by these 500 or so telemedicine docs that are spread throughout the United States. Okay. Lastly, how do we empower the people? How do citizens stand up and speak up to make a difference? How do we have us take control back of our lives, our medical health, our medical future, and uh, frankly, how our money is spent as taxpayers on these different processes? Great question, Jen. Uh, two ways. One, become an activist or support an activist. So, you know, my website, rx4liberty, rx4for-liberty, you can learn more about what I do. America's Frontline Doctors has a website as well. The other uh, mechanism is we must remove our children from government schools, period, until they start sharing our values and our perspective. We can't keep supporting these institutions that are underlying our family values um, and underlying our medical freedoms. Um, I am recommending to parents that any school that requires masking of children, you should not send your kids to that school. And if enough parents did this, the rules would change because with attendance comes funding, and funding is the lifeblood of these unions and these government schools. What is the danger of the masking for children? 
They are directly harmful to young children. Study out of Florida, some moms sent masks to a local laboratory, and only after a few hours of wearing, they grew pathogenic bacteria in the inside of the mask. Another study just last week uh, that was surprisingly published in JAMA Pediatrics, Journal of the American Medical Association, looked at the dramatic elevation of CO2 after only a few minutes of wearing a mask on a child. What is the impact of the CO2 if they're breathing it? It is directly harmful. It can cause brain damage. It can cause dizziness, lightheadedness. It could cause seizures in the, in the worst-case scenario. It is dangerous, and there are EPA rules that go into effect as to how much CO2 can be breathed in and in the atmosphere. And wearing a mask exceeds those numbers by, in some cases, 100%. It is dangerous for a child to wear a mask for any extended period of time, and parents should refuse to allow that to happen. And most importantly, they're not helpful. We've known for decades masks play little, if any, role in the prevention of spread of viral illnesses, and they're harmful. Psychological damage, huge. When you can't see a teacher's face or a fellow student's face, you can't see their, their facial expressions. We're seeing a dramatic increase in anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and learning disorders. We are harming our children by forcing them to wear a mask. No parent should allow their child to wear a mask in school, period. And if it's mandated, you should not send your child to that school. If enough parents group together and make that decision, the rules will change. God bless you, Jeff. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and we will do this again soon and keep people updated on the truth about what's going on. Appreciate you so much. Have a great day. You got it, Jen. Thanks for Thank having you. me. And we'll be right back. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Join us on Restaurant Road Creekside. Enjoy great restaurants including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty offering unique, tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Speedy's on the Creek for yummy fresh made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats and plush toys. The Carroll Creek parking deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. A picture's worth a thousand words. Capture your wedding memories in stunning photography by Kara Wynn at KW Photography Design in a price you can afford. Here's what a bride had to say. Working with Kara for our wedding was easy and the pictures are phenomenal. I'm so glad we chose KW Photography Design. Call Kara at 240-344-3224 or visit kwphotographydesign.com. Making your memories last a lifetime. Are you ready to lighten up, tighten up, shed, and shred with plant-based protein, antioxidant fruits, organic greens, and veggies, plus gut health? For a fraction of the cost, you are already spending. This super 30-day program may support you to build muscle, burn fat, reset metabolism, lift brain fog, 
increase productivity, break addictions, nourish, detoxify, and cleanse. Are you ready to look and feel your best? Replace 60 organic meals for only $11 a day with live, organic, non-GMO, superfood nutrition. Delivered right to your door. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to superfoodswithjen.com. It's all about your car. Call in with questions to Dave Serio, beginning in less than 30 minutes, right here on 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and this next interview took place in Dallas at CPAC 2021. My interview was with Zach Voorhees, who is the whistleblower who exposed Google for all of the things that we now know about them in terms of their, we'll call it editorial license, actually the the withholding of information, and in some cases could be life-altering information such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which we just learned from Dr. Barkey, has saved many, many lives. Google withheld that information. Hear from Zach Voorhees, senior engineer with Google, about the practices by Google to withhold information from you and me. Welcome to Success Happens in Right American Media, and I'm here today at CPAC with many like-minded patriots, friends. I, I just first of all want to thank you guys so much for the work that you've done. You have blown the lid off the truth. I think actually you paved the way for many of us to come around and tell the truth because you got so in the middle of the viciousness. You know, when you're tied in with that kind of an organization that's willing to tell the truth, you make it available to all of us yes. to really blow the lid off the lies and the deception. And so, first of all, thank you for being a part of that organization. So one last question that is really near and dear to my heart is the issue on the vaccines and the issue that they are pushing through media and tech. Uh, the notion that everybody should be vaccinated. Yes. And lives are at stake. Yes. How do you see big tech influencing a very real uh, undermining of one's personal health decisions and influencing? I, I live in Maryland. In Maryland, the governor just announced we're going to do a, a lottery. Yeah. So you can win money. You know, they're promoting and advertising to young kids. Get the book. So what do you see we can do to combat that yeah, because their lives are at stake? So first off, vaccines are an issue that's really near and dear to my heart. The reason why is because when I got vaccinated as a kid, I developed so many food allergies that I, I can't eat normal. My life will never be the same. Right now I'm like 155. I was 185 uh, a couple of years ago, but then I found out that all my health problems, all the migraines, I was taking 16 Advil a day to get rid of the migraines so I could just function at work. I found out that all of it's due to food allergies and that the food allergies started at the same time that I got the vaccines. So I, and actually vaccines were one of the big reasons why I blew the whistle on Google because they were censoring mothers of vaccine injured children is a crime. Oh my. And this COVID thing completely blew my mind. I didn't think that they, the deep state would actually go that far. 
what I saw Google do is I saw them jump on anyone that was talking about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C and vitamin D and censoring them, yeah. saying there's no proof that vitamin D like cures COVID. And, and by the way, some of them have lost their licenses. Some lawyers have been attacked, doctors have been yes. attacked, professionals who have spent their lives and livelihoods in these professions. Their credibility has been questioned because of the work that these people are doing. So exactly. it's unconscionable what's going on. And I see the thumb pressing down on big tech, the media, the newspapers. And then once one network bans someone, the other, you know, uh, other services start banning you too. You get banned on Facebook, you're going to get banned on Twitter and Patreon and, and blah, 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 blah. It's a really big problem. And we shouldn't be firing doctors because they want to talk about a, a, a remedy that is readily available, that is proven safe. I've got ivermectin in my backpack. That will give me eight doses of, and you only need one dose, by the way, if you've got COVID-19. One dose will halt it. And the fact that they censored this is a crime against humanity. I agree. I hope one day they're brought before a human rights tribunal and sentenced to negligent massacre or whatever. I don't know what the term is, but it's got to be like negligent massacre or homicide or something because what they did was truly a crime against humanity. Well, and it continues today. Yeah. And it continues today. So people like you and people like me and people like Juan, Right American Media and all the people here at CPAC are here to tell the truth to stop the craziness against our people. So I really thank you so much for your time. Yes, please. I've got a book coming out. It's called Google Leaks, a, an expose of big tech censorship. And uh, it's coming out August 3rd, but there's a twist coming out with this book. I'm as tired of you as all the censorship. And so I created a new video system, uh, kind of like Drudge Report, but for video. It's going to launch on August 3rd. I can't tell you what it's, what the name of it is because then you'll figure out what the what the address is. But it's going to launch August 3rd. It's going to solve the censorship problem, and I'm really, really excited to, to be able to, and, and, and everyone that uses it gets addicted to it. So it replaces the YouTube recommendation algorithm. You know, it's really great. You can find out what everyone's talking about every single day of the year. So um, that will be announced on August 3rd. Check out my book, googleleaksbook.com. Oh, I love it. It's so great to meet you, Zach. Thank, thank you. you so much. We'll do this again. You guys, thank you so much for being with us here at CPAC 2021 in Dallas, Texas. Have a great day. That was a great interview with Zach Voorhees from CPAC 2021, who is the former senior engineer with Google. I'd like to thank you all for listening to Success Happens. Getting this information out and sharing it with your friends may make the difference in their health and their wellness. So be sure to give this information to others so they have it. If you're looking for something fun to do this weekend, stop by Sweeties between 5 and 7 this evening. Your ice cream will be scooped for you by our celebrity scooper, Chief Lando. Stop by for your favorite flavors and fun times at Sweeties on the Creek this afternoon from 5 to 7. Have a great weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you back here next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. 930 WFMD Sports Update from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Isaac Lohenkron. Round three of the British Open is underway. Louis Oosthuizen has the lead at 11 under par, two shots ahead of Colin Morikawa. They will tee off at 10.55 Eastern. Olympic organizers confirmed today that a person staying in the Olympic Village in Tokyo has tested positive for the coronavirus. The person was not an athlete and was identified only as games-concerned personnel coming from outside of Japan. Today, Germany's men's soccer team walked off the field with five minutes remaining during a pre-Olympics match against Honduras in Japan due to alleged racist abuse directed at German player Jordan Turunaga. The Honduras team tweeted that it was a, quote, misunderstanding, unquote. Baseball Friday night, the San Diego Padres scored a franchise record 24 runs in a 24-8 victory at Washington. Attention men and women, there's breakthrough news from the world's distinguished Mayo Clinic about a powerful discovery for your brain. Cooperzine A is an advanced ingredient clinically proven to increase the levels of neurotransmitters in the brain. Introducing Neuroxin with Cooperzine A, the next generation brain booster available to the public in a limited supply without a prescription. Finally, a daily dose of mental performance that will skyrocket your concentration and enhance your memory like never before. Remember the movie Limitless with the secret pill that stimulated the brain and vastly improved one's lifestyle? Well, it's here. Just take Neuroxin and within 60 minutes, experience an incredible clarity and focus with no harmful side effects. No more forgetting important dates and events. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle to experience this firsthand. To find out how to get your free bottle of Neuroxin, call 800-605-9618. That's 800-605-9618. Free bottles for a limited time, so call now. 800-605-9618. 800-605-9618. News Radio 930.